Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. Verse number one, I, uh, you'll be thankful that I sung, not because of any talent or ability that I have, but because my voice was used mostly in singing, so I won't pre- be preaching long tonight, and everybody says amen to that. We want a quick word tonight, Lord. <laughs> Give us a quick word. And we will worship you and praise you and magnify you. Just the same, if not more, than if it were a long word. Amen. I'm just joking, but Brother Wiseman is not. Amen. (laughs) I love the word of the Lord. And I love to hear it preached, to hear it taught. I love preaching the word of God. And I love uh, everyone in the ministry that everyone here has, whether it be on the platform, or what, thank you, Brother Caldwell, whether it be uh, an ushering, whatever it is that you do for the kingdom of God, I give you double honor for everything you do. And isn't it a joy to serve God? Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number one, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, And let us run. Turn to your neighbor and say, let us run. run. With patience the race that is set before us. Now the reality is, church, is that we are in a race. And it's not to the one that that runs the swiftest. But it's the one that endures until the end. I don't want to be labeled by the nicest or the best or the greatest or the fastest, but I do want to be labeled by endurance. This is an endurance race, and those that endure into the end will win. And so tonight I want to talk to us, run to win, because I'm in this race to win. I'm determined to win. And if you are going to be in the race that I'm talking about tonight, you're going to have to make up your mind, I'm winning. Come what may, I'm crossing the finish line, which is the pearly gates of heaven. Come hell or high water, I'm crossing those gates. No matter what happens, I'm hearing the gates click behind me. Amen. Let's lift our hands, lift our hearts to God right now. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We praise and magnify you. God, I'm asking you right now, let your anointing settle. God, let it pour down upon each of us. God, anoint these lips of of mine, oh God. Let the anointing flow. Put your words upon my mouth and upon my tongue. And let it speak directly from your, your voice, God, your mouth. God, I pray that there be a Shekinah glory that fall in this very service. Service, God of encouragement, God to run the race that is so set before us, and God to endure into the end. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody say, In Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you. 
At 7 p.m. on October 20th, 1968, a few thousand spectators remained in the Mexico City Olympic Stadium. It was a cool and dark night. The last of the marathon runners, each exhausted, were being carried off to first aid stations as they finished this marathon. And more than an hour earlier, Mamo Waldi of Ethiopia, looking as fresh as when he started the race, crossed the finish line. The winner of the 26-mile, 385-yard event. As the remaining spectators prepared to leave, those sitting near the marathon gates suddenly heard the sound of sirens and, and police whistles, and all eyes turned to this gate. And a lone figure wearing the colors of Tanzania entered the stadium. His name was John Stephen Aquari, or Quarry. He was the last man to finish this marathon, his leg bloodied and bandaged, severely injured in a fall that impacted his every step. He hobbled around the 400-meter track. The spectators arose and applauded him as if he were the winner. After crossing this finish line, Aquari slowly walked off the field without turning to the cheering crowd. And in view of his injury and having no chance of winning a medal, someone asked why he had not quit. He replied simply this, he said, my country did not send me 7,000 miles to start the race. They sent me 7,000 miles to finish the race. There was something in this young man's mind and heart that said, it does not matter if I'm first or second or third. In fact, I imagine there was some time in that race where he knew that every one of the racers had already gone and got first aid and perhaps even gone to celebrate. But there was something inside of his spirit that said, I did not come here to just start a race, but I have started this race to finish this race. And if that means I'm the last one, I will finish the race. First Corinthians 9, Paul put it like this, know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. I've come to tell you I'm not in this thing to quit. I haven't come this far to give up now, but I intend to finish this race. Whether it be by the way of the grave or whether it be by the way of the rapture, I intend to make it to heaven. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Paul said it like this. He said, I realize that I am in a race and I realize but one receiveth the prize. He said, so run, run like you must obtain it. Run as if you see the prize set before you and you got nothing else but to get that prize. He said, don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Don't, be, don't let anybody convince you otherwise. But you must run this race that you may obtain a prize. And that prize, friends, is heaven. That prize.
Jesus is Jesus Christ looking at you in the, eye, in the eye and saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou in into the joys of the Lord. I've come to tell you, I've not come this far to give up now. I've not come this far to let down now. I've not been I've not been raised in this thing to let down on some things now. But if ever there was a time to tighten the bootstraps, if there was ever a time to take your belt, gentlemen and men, and get it a little bit tighter, it better be right now. I intend to win. He said, not only am I running, but I'm fighting. Can I tell you, we're fighting in this race. As we're running, we've got a sword. We've got the sword in our hand. We've got the armor of God on us. And we're slaying giants. We're slaying devils along this race. We're here fighting for our life. It was just a few weeks ago that I felt so heavily that someone in this church that God impressed upon me and it said, hey, the devil is trying to destroy your family. Now, I know that's a broad statement, but God specifically told me who it was. And I went to this, uh, this family and at the head of the household and I said, hey, the devil is about to, it's going to destroy your family if you don't fight for this. And I've come to tell somebody here tonight, if you are not fighting while you are running, you are running a losing battle. Because this is, there, Brother Connor in Tucson preached a message that said, fight like hell. And what he was saying is, just as much as hell is fighting, we ought to fight the fight, we ought to fight in prayer. Just as hell is fighting, we got to fight for our children. Just as hell is fighting for their attention, we got to fight for our family. Just as hell is fighting for you young, you men in pornography, you better fight like hell is fighting because it's going to take some warfare to make it. And I intend to make it, Brother Gissel. I intend to have my two children and my wife hand in hand walking through the pearly gates. And I rebuke every devil in hell that would come against us from making it, obtaining the prize called heaven. And I've got to tell you, I'm willing to give up whatever I've got to give up to make it. There's nothing I can, that I could ever give up that is too good or too much than making it and finish this race. There's no movie. There's no television show. There's no level of entertainment. There's no, there's no alcohol. There's no drug. There is no fleshly desire that is worth losing my soul over. And so, yes, I'm tightening it up. I'm tightening it up because I got to make it. I got to make it. I got to make it. You better believe I'm monitoring what my kids look at. You better believe I'm watching what they're watching and what they're seeing. Why? Because I care enough about them that I want to see them make it. 
How horrible heaven. I know it says there'll be no tears there, but man, here in the flesh, I'm thinking how horrible would heaven be without my children right beside me? I know there'll be no tears there. I realize that. But as long as I'm here, you better believe I'm going to fight like hell is fighting in spiritual warfare. You better believe that there ought to be an apostolic church that finds your place of prayer in your prayer closet and fight the good fight of faith because this is a race. My God, we've got to run this race to win. You've got to have winning on your mind. I'm telling you, I know Hollywood is trying to desensitize and, and, and kind of lower the, the reality of heaven and hell. But you've got to understand that those two places are a real place. There's a real thing called heaven and there's a real place called hell. And if we don't do what the word of God tells us to do here, then we are headed to the, the place called hell. But if we can get in this race and we can heed to the word of God and we're faithful to the things of of God. We have a reward waiting for us. We have a prize waiting for us and it's called heaven. In a society where heaven is mocked and made fun of and laughed at and kind of deprioritized and same as hell, it is time and so time that we keep heaven top of our mind. I don't think it's a wrong thing to think about heaven every day. I don't think it's a bad thing to tell my children, hey, we got we to make it to heaven. We got to go to heaven. There's a mansion there. Jesus is there. I got to make it to heaven. We got to go to heaven. We got to do whatever we got to do to make it to heaven. Amen. This is a race in which we must win. If Paul were interviewed at the finish line of his race, he would have said this, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. The message put it like this, this is the only race worth running. I've run a hard right to finish, believed all of the way. That's why Paul lived his life, the entire life, saying, know ye not that there they which run, run all. But one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. And every man that stirreth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do obtain it, do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we an incorruptible. I therefore so run. He said, I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm not, I'm not slowing down. I'm running. Not as uncertainly, so I fight I. Not as one that beateth the air. But I keep this body. I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means which I have preached to others, I myself may be a castaway. He said, hey, I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. There's some things that we need to lose to make it. Brother Shea Sansom preached a masterpiece message Friday night at our youth service. If you were not here, you missed a masterpiece preached by a young man. And he preached this title, It is Time to Lose Some Weight. And he was, yes, he was absolutely uh, comparing it to the physical, but what he was preaching was the spiritual. And I've come to tell you that in this race, uh, there are some things that you're going to have to get rid of if you plan to win. 
I, I know this is, this is where the, the place of the message where some people kind of get off the tracks. But I've come to tell you, not everybody's going to make it. Not everybody's going to be in heaven. In fact, Scripture says uh, quite the contrary. It says narrow is that way. Uh, narrow and few be there that find it. Uh, I've come to tell you uh, statistically, uh, the statistics say that more than half of us in this very service uh, will not make it to heaven. That's what statistics want to say. My God, I've got to make it. Lord, don't let me be part of that 50% that doesn't make it. But God, I've got to run a race and I plan to win this race. And so we've got to shed some things. We've got to get rid of some weights. We've got to lay down some things that are slowing us down. Now, it doesn't always mean that these things are sin, but it does mean they're slowing you down. It doesn't always mean that it's gonna, you're going to split hell open by doing them, but it does mean that you're being slowed down. It does mean that as you're running this race and, and hell is fighting you, it does mean that you're going to have to fight some things that you wouldn't have to fight if you would just let go of it. I'm going to just put it like it is. It's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult to keep this body and this flesh under subjection, watching stuff with F-bomb this and F-bomb that and four-letter word here and four-letter word there. I'm sorry. You're asking to be destroyed. I, I, I don't believe that. I, I realize that I, I'm, there are some things that maybe you say, well, it won't send me to hell. I'm telling you, it's more than just what's going to send you to hell. It's what could send you to hell. It's what is, what's, what's weighting you down from being what God wants you to be. What is the potential threat of destruction? I can guarantee you there's no parent under the sound of my voice tonight that would let a potential murderer come into your house. Nobody would say, oh, come on in. I, I realize you're not going to hurt us, but we know your history. We know you, what your past. We know who you are, but come on in. Let's sit down for dinner. There's nobody in their right mind that would do that. It's the same that can be said in every part of our lives, uh, from entertainment to social media to all the things of the world. You fill in the blank. Uh, we've got to be wise as serpents. Uh, we've got to be wise as serpents and realize uh, that we are in a time and a day uh, where the devil is fighting so hard uh, for our souls, uh, not just our children, not just our young people, but he's fighting for our elders. Uh, he's fighting for everybody uh, because he wants more trophies in the gates of hell uh, that he can laugh at and that he can mock at uh, but I've come to preach to us tonight uh, you ought to get in this race uh, like you mean it uh, and that you intend to win it I intend to win we don't do what we do to intend to lose but we preach how we preach when we preach because we intend to win we don't get together on a Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday Monday night and all the times in between just to lose the race but I've come to tell you I'm in this thing to go all the way I'm in this thing I'm some say until the that saying until the fat lady sings hey I'm not going to say that but I'm in it until I hear that trumpet sound and until I hear that trumpet sound then I can say hey maybe then I can let down but until then I'm here to win 
Let's lift our hands right now and love the Lord. I intend to win. Like a race, life has challenging courses with many ups and downs. Like a race, life has a judge who decides where we place at the end. Like a race, life has a finish line called death or the rapture. Like a race, it ends with the winners receiving their reward. And from the world's perspective, winning is based on intelligence. The smarter that you are, the more respect you will receive. According to the world's perspective, winning is based on wealth. The more money that you have, the happier you will be. The world's perspective of winning is about image. The better you appear the more popular you will be. The world's perspective is all around power. The stronger that you are, the more control you will have. The world views success as being number one. But success in the kingdom of God is making him number one. It's not about me. It's all about him. And so everything we do, everything we uh, say, anything we attend, it ought to be with this attitude. Is this glorifying God? All right? Is what I'm doing pleasing to the number one that I'm trying to please? Is this pleasing unto God? Because he's the only one that matters. I know we've got things. We've got guidelines. We have to have things in place. We've got to have some guardrails set up. But ultimately, it's not me that you're trying to please. It's not Brother Caldwell you're trying to please. Because neither one of us will be on the other side of that book. Opened up, it will be God himself. And it is him that you will have to answer to. And I've come to tell you, I've been commissioned. And every preacher here has been commissioned to preach the gospel the way that the gospel is written and there are some things that if you do not let go of it will send you to the place called hell but I've come to make it tonight I've come to win tonight there is no question that the race of life is going to be full of disappointment discouragement and even defeat but we can overcome all of that if we will put our hope in God Hebrews put it like this, which hope we have as, as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. The Bible calls hope that anchor of the soul, that anchor that stabilizes and keeps us from drifting. Without an anchor, a boat is at the mercy of the winds and the current, but it is not the will of God for the church to be subject to the winds and the current of the world. As the winds and the current of the world blow left and right, as political extremes blow left and right, as particular views of social socialism type views or, or views on, on abortion or views on homosexuality, as they blow left and right, it is the will of God that the apostolic church stay anchored into the word of God. We're not here to judge the world, but we've come here to reach the world, to be an example to them. I'm not here to judge them. I'm not their judge and you're not their judge and we're not their juror but we're here trying to reach any soul that we can and the, so their message is get in the race get in the race because there's a prize to obtain there's a prize to obtain the Bible says to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us what is it tonight that would prehinder you from winning this race this is a question that you must ask. What is it in my life that is hindering me from making it to the end? Because friend, that is the very thing that you need to lay on the altar. 
Come on, we're removing the question, is it sin? We're removing the, the, the question, is it right or wrong? What we're asking is, what is it that's going to hinder me from making it to the end? That's the question that we need to begin asking ourselves. We're not going to win this race acting like the world. We're not going to win this race going where the world goes, seeing what the world sees, acting like they act. I'm not judging them. I'm not pointing fingers at them, but I'm telling you, you've been called. You've been called to be a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. You've been called to be separated. We've been called to act different, to talk different. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the power inside of you to act different, to talk different, to live different, to walk different, to, really call out, what do you say, spit white and something else, whatever that means. <laughs> it just sounds good anyway. There you go. But we've got to let go of some things that's going to slow us down. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and be not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Hope being connected to God brings us strength in the race of our life. If we run connected to God, church, we win. If we will stay connected with God, we win. But it's when we get divided from God that we will lose. Man, I, we could park right there and just preach for another three hours. We could. We won't. Man, some of you gave me a look like I'm out. Jeez. <laughs> but if not, we will not finish this race. There is a, a man, a father and son, by the name of Hoyt. And I've got a picture of them that you can throw up there, I believe. I, I think we have that. Yes, we do. Uh, Hoyt is from Holland, Massachusetts, who they compete professionally together in various athletic endeavors around the world. And Rick has cerebral palsy, but together he and his father have completed, hear this, together they have completed 257 triathlons. Triathlons, whatever. Triath I can't say that. 72 marathons. They've ran 20 miles eight times together. They've ran 18.6 miles eight times together. They've ran 10 miles 37 times together. They've 97 half marathons, seven half Ironmans. If anybody knows anything about Ironmans, they know that's the extreme of everything, swimming and, and mud and, and, and running and all the things. Seven half Ironmans and six Ironmans that they have completed. His son can do absolutely nothing physically. His son cannot run. His son cannot swim. His son cannot lift. His son cannot push. His son cannot pull. In fact, the father has to push. And when he swim, he swims with him on his back. He has to carry the weight of his son everywhere he goes. And yet Rick is quoted saying, and I quote, I'm faster when I run with my son completely disabled because he's the competitive one and he wants to win. When I want to give up, my son is on my back saying, Daddy, go. Daddy, go faster. Daddy, you can make it. I've come to tell you, I've come to win this race. I've come to win this race. I've come to make it. I'm not here to quit, but I'm here to make it. 
And I'm going to take, come here, Brother Gibson, I'm going to tell you what it's going to take to make it. Sometimes we're going to have to grab the hand of a friend, of a brother, and we got to say, Brother Gissel, I know you're weak. I know you're struggling, but you got to make it. You got to make it. Get up off your, off your backside and worship. Hey, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm saying we got to make it. Come on, Brother Francisco. You can make this thing. You can win this race. Come on, Brother Meeks. You can make it. Come on. You can make it. I know that you're weak. I know that you're struggling, but there's only a few more days until we get that prize together. Can we lift our hands right now? I believe a witness of the Holy Ghost is about to enter into this place that's going to help us tonight. I'm here to win. I'm here to win. I'm here to win. And not only am I here to win, but I'm amongst some friends, some brothers and some sisters who I pray for you every day. I pray for you. And I know that you pray for me. And I know that I hope that we're praying for each other. But not only do I want my family to go with me, but I'm preaching to some saints of God that I want to dance around the throne with you. And I've come to preach to you tonight. If you're not in the race, get back in this race. If you're feeling a little weary in well-doing, get back in this race. You can make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Oh, we've got to run to win. Brother Caleb, come up here, would you? I'm fully convinced that if you put that picture back up, Sister Angel, if you would, please. If I'm fully convinced that this man right here has so many records and so many things that he's completed because of his son. Because there was somebody on his back. There was somebody he was pushing saying, Dad, I know it's a little heavier than everybody else. I know that, I, I know that I'm added weight, but I'm encouraging you on. That's why I'm fully convinced, Brother Caleb, that when somebody comes to the altar and they begin to raise their hands and they begin to worship God. Raise your hands, brother. And they begin to worship God in a worship service. It's why I'm fully convinced, church, that there should never be an opportunity and never be a time where Brother Caleb is up here worshiping by himself but every time there ought to be somebody that comes beside him and lifts up their hand why you can make it you can make it I'm here to win and you're going to win and we're going to do it together Come on, we're not just some solo saint of God, but this is a body of Christ. We got to be in one mind, one accord. Come on, Sister Akers, if you would, I want you to come up here and, and kneel down at the altar. It's why I'm fully convinced that when somebody comes to an altar of prayer, there should not be one person. Go ahead and kneel down there and pray. There should never be a time where one person's up here at this altar praying by themselves. But there ought to be somebody that's running the race with Sister Akers that says, hey, I'm not going to leave you by yourself, but I'm going to get down here and I'm going to pray. And we're going to intercede because we're going to make it. We're here to win. I'm here to win. 
There should never be a time, Brother Meeks, run an aisle for me. There should never be a time where an elder is running the aisle by himself. But there ought to be somebody. Get up out of your seat and run. I'm here to win. I'm here to win. Come on, every hand lifted, every heart open to God. Oh, I'm in this race and I'm fighting. I'm fighting hell. I'm fighting spiritual warfare. I'm fighting for my children. I'm fighting for my city. I'm fighting for my home. But I intend to win. Come on. Come on. Come on, young person. Come on, elder. You need to make up in your mind tonight. I intend to make it. I intend to cross the finish line. And I rebuke every devil in hell that would come against me, that would come against my wife, that would come against my grandchildren to go. I intend to make it. Come on, let's pray. Come to the front. Find a place to pray. Walk these aisles. But whatever you got to do, get some grit tonight. I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you. Get in this race and fight. Fight for your life. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your children. Fight for your own soul tonight. Fight for your ministry. Fight. Fight. Come on, elders. Don't let the devil tell you you have no purpose or place. But we need your voice tonight. We need your prayer. We need your example. You're still in this race and we're following your lead. Come on, church, let's open up our voice right now. Come on, men. Come on, men. I want you to speak with words that you know right now. I want you to begin speaking some things in your home, in your house, in your life. 
Oh, come on, our ladies. Come on, that prayer of yours, that voice of yours, the intercessory prayer of yours. It's precious and we need it tonight. Oh, I intend to win. I intend to make it. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. My God, my God. Come on, let's lose some weight tonight. Come on, lay some things on the altar right now. I know the flesh does not want to let it go but you gotta let it go you don't want to be lost you gotta give it to God you gotta make up in your mind I'm letting go of this world I'm letting go of this weight cause I intend to win I intend to make it I intend to cross the finish line strong.